510, we do show number 1,504 today. That's 1504. But you know, everyone feels like the first one. Uh, We have a spokesperson from Amazon later this hour. Orion, of course, will update you on The Biz. Check in with WGN-TV. Mixed emotions from folks about having the WGN-TV simulcast in the 4 o'clock hour. Nothing personal against the WGN-TV, folks. Just a lot of folks miss Nick D in that hour. And uh, all I can tell you is, it's lots of changes, kids. Lots of changes. This next star group, man, they are changing things up. And you know what? They own the joint. They can. That's right. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Doesn't mean you have to approve it. But, uh, yeah. Nick would love to be on. Um, he'd love for you to be up at 4. Um, he'd love for you to be up at 11 when he comes on. Right. And don't forget the podcast, too. you got the podcast where you can get Nick's show and all that. Hey, that's, you know, that's the thing. You know, Nick's on earlier now. Yeah, he's on 11 o'clock. Yeah. That's like noon for him. Right. It's the exactly. middle of the day for him. Yeah. So I ran into Patrick Kane yesterday. Do Who doesn't? Ran into him. Who doesn't? Every day. <laughs> on the ice or? We were skating. Sidewalk? We were skating together. <laughs> <laughs> and I refuse to call him Patrick. I call him Hat Trick now. Oh. Uh, but he told me. Um, actually, my friend Jay Blunk was there as well. And, and Jay actually tipped me to this. I'd never known this. But this is something that has to come up the next time he's on. Patrick Kane has an uncle who's in the circus. An uncle in the circus? What does he do? He's like a ringmaster. Really? He's like a traveling circus ringmaster. He's really cool. So did he visit him in the circus? I'm sure. Yeah, man. As a little kid, how cool would that be, right? Yeah. So um, when Patrick Kane's growing up, the most famous guy in the family is his ringmaster uncle. (laughs) It's very cool. Right? Yeah. So I got to know more about this uh, next time he's on. You know, the, the irony, I guess, is that you would think he would have really enjoyed the circus trip. Right? What if made him think of home? Oh, no, he would have felt bad because he wasn't here when the circus came in. That's if, a good point. If he was in the he circus, what it. would he be? Uh, Patrick Kane? Yeah. He'd be the lion tamer? <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know. Tightrope Clearly, tight I've got walker. nothing. He'd be the type tight rope. I can't say that. The tight rope walker, walker on skates. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be interesting. Yeah, be interesting. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so Kanner looks great, and he is obviously the guy getting it done on this team. Uh, when do the Hawks play again? Tomorrow night, the Colorado Avalanche. What time's that? At happen? United Center. That is a seven. It's an early start tomorrow night. Seven o'clock. Uh, puck drop. So it's 6.30 pregame? 6.30 pregame right here on WGN. You know what else I say? I say it's Chris Bowden. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's doing a nice job, isn't he? I think Chris is great. Yeah. I mean, if you don't hear the postgame, that's occasionally when he breaks into his blue act. But uh, yeah. Bowden, Bowden's very, very, very good. So, And he's been around a while, hasn't he? Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris and I first worked together at WGN, I want to say it for uh, 30 years ago 32 I mean, years ago i mean for old guys you guys both look good we're, we're hanging in there I'm telling you i worked with them at the illinois news network with jeff joniak when you were just a little girl <laughs> remember how many years ago that was a long time 
For news at 10, watch WGN. Micah Mater, Joe Donlin, Dan Roan, and Chicago's most trusted meteorologist, Tom Skilling. For TV News at 10, watch Chicago's very own WGN. Courtney Guzman has another very difficult story to cover this morning. It's part of the job, but it doesn't make it any easier. This is a 16-year-old girl who is minding her own business, walking home after work. By all accounts, just a model kid. And is shot, apparently. Not intended to be shot. Apparently the bullets were meant for somebody else. Courtney, pick it up there, will you? Hey, good morning to you, Steve. Yeah, we're talking about 16-year-old Angie Monroy. So, as you mentioned, she was walking home in Little Village. It was Saturday night around 945, actually coming from her clothing store job at Discovery uh, when she was shot in the head. She was actually shot multiple times, but we know she was definitely shot in the head. Um, And she ended up dying that next morning on Sunday. So police are still looking for the suspect, the suspects who fired those shots, Um, a witness telling police that whoever fired them was in a white pickup truck likely and so police have been trying to uh, check for surveillance video and looking for any bits of information that can lead them to this young teenage teenage girl's killer but a very promising teenager she attended benito juarez high school she was a cheerleader and on the basketball team there and in fact yesterday they held a moment of silence for her during the basketball game in her honor and tomorrow here at Juarez High School at 10:15, students will have a balloon released for her, but for Angie Monroy, uh, in her honor. And it's my understanding that the principal will be letting students out to participate in that. But yes, um, you know, we've seen quite a bit of crime in Little Village lately. Of course, we have the young girl who was shot while trick-or-treating in October, and then we had the nurse who was killed just a few weeks later. And now we have this young 16-year-old girl, her life uh, cut very short, promising young life uh, as she was walking home from work. It's just very tragic. You know, you've seen this again and again and again, Courtney. Um, uh, these, These teen gang members, whether they're trying to make a gang or uh, they're new to the gang, and they shoot the wrong people. Is Are the police talking about that much? You know, that seems to happen quite a bit in these cases, and it's oftentimes that these uh, people who fire are so young, they have no type of knowledge with these guns. Um, as we have found out, the person who shot the nurse uh, last month was 13 or 14 years old, very young. And so these these children, they have no reason to be touching guns, no reason to be playing with guns or using them or trying to fire them. They don't even know how to use them. And that's the, the tragic part. Um, they're, they're doing something recklessly with no knowledge or background, and all of these innocent people are getting hurt. You'll cover this all day for Channel 9. We appreciate your time, as always. All right. Thanks so much, Steve. Have a good one. Courtney Guzman. It's a tough job Courtney has to cover these things, and way too often there's stories like that. I mean, it's a 16-year-old kid, model student, you know, just a great kid trying to help her family economically, goes out, gets a job, and she's dead. She's walking home from work. It's outrageous. You know, and... and I think Mayor Emanuel used to talk about this, but certainly I brought it up on the air before as well. Learn how to shoot. If you're going to kill somebody, kill the person you intended to kill. And I'm not being flip at all when I say no, that. No, I get what you're saying. How many other times? I mean, a little kid in bed with his mom this weekend, and bullets come raining in the house, and the little four-year-old dies. That's in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. And Gary. That's just, I mean, it's just outrageous. 
It's uh, 523. Later this hour, one of the big problems you have with packages being delivered, and I have over 400 Amazon boxes coming in the next hour, (laughs) is, uh, you know, who opens the boxes at your house? Because in this case, you know, if, if if you order stuff, like say, Dave, you ordered stuff for your wife. And the boxes all come to the house. Do you tell her not to open them? Do you tell her to leave them? Or maybe you order boxes. Yeah, I mean, you order stuff that comes for the whole family, but there might be some stuff for her in there. And sometimes Amazon will group shipments and things. Right. So what and, do you do? And the account's under her name, actually. So she'd open her own mail. Well, I tell her, hey, I've got a box coming. Just leave it. Get your paws off it. Yep. Yeah. I, I can't surprise my husband with anything because, you know, he's home more than I am. So right. he... He gets all the packages, and he just opens them up. And, and you tell him not to? Uh, well, yeah, but I never know which one is going to be the one that I, you know, he shouldn't open, and mm-hmm. which one is his, or my son's, or, oh, boy. And then maybe he's ordered stuff for you as well? Yeah. You know, maybe you should just wrap them all and put them under the tree as mystery gifts. That's what That would be good. Open yeah. them up, and you go, um, I think I ordered that for you. The Amazon White Elephant. We have an Amazon spokesperson coming on later this hour to talk about that and and porch pirates and, you know, security for your packages and things Uh, all coming up. I uh, worry for retail, though. I'm telling you, I was driving around this weekend um, and mall parking lots. I mean, they look like it's a, you know, a June day. Uh, or May that. Day. I mean, there's nobody shopping. Same thing. Well, I went by a mall and it was to be wall to wall. Yeah. And you know, but you know what's packed? Costco. Oh, Yo, I, yeah, I was at Costco. I mean, you could not get a parking space at Costco if you knew somebody. Costco is ridiculous. Crazy. I got to go to Costco today. And I told you a couple of Costco tips a couple of weeks ago. Tuesday and Wednesday mornings are the best time to go to Costco. Well, now everyone's going to go on Tuesday and Wednesday morning. You know, but you, that's that's where they get all their off. new stuff. You can they, bring a guest, Steve. Do you have room in your car? I sure. Can, I could use yeah, 100,000 walnuts. A... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you needed that number. I'm not a member either. I, I, I went to Costco in Florida to get stuff for my dad's Oh, party. good Lord. What was that and That like? was, I mean, do you think it's crazy here? Oh, my. And they, they're selling winter stuff there. Yeah. And it's 80 degrees. I don't know who's buying it. Well, you get older, you get chilly. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. the snowbirds, they have to go back. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing there's a little crankiness going on at the Costco you were oh, at yeah. in Florida. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually, I was, I was I had stopped in an aisle with a cart. My wife was looking at something, and I heard a guy come up behind me. Just stop in the middle. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I said sorry, and he gives me as he's walking away, he gives me a thumbs up from right. behind. Right. You know, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to really? turn around Good and job, look at Dave. you. Good yeah. job. So get out of the way, you snotty kid. <laughs> You youngster. <laughs> you whippersnapper. Uh, at 526, you mentioned the Bulls blew a lead last night. Yeah. Um, later on this morning, we're going to talk to a Chicago sports legend on the uh, Christmas card by phone segment. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Mark Greco. Oh, yeah. I've we, heard of him. Yeah, we've been friends with Mark forever. So here's the thing. It appears that there's a new standard of excellence in Chicago sports. And <laughs> what, that is. What is that? And that is, gosh, the guys are trying. They sure are trying. We're hearing it from the Bears. We're hearing it from the Bulls. The Bears and the Bulls. Two proud franchises. And both coaches in the last two days have said, I'm seeing growth. They're learning. These are not little leaguers. They're pros. These are professional athletes. (laughs) Shouldn't they have been through the steps? Well, the Bulls are still in the rebuild. Oh. Yeah. yeah, 20th year of the rebuild. Happy anniversary to the 20th year of the rebuild. (laughs) 
Uh, I I just don't know how uh, coaches think it's okay to say that in Chicago. Because it's not. Maybe they want the participation trophy. Right? I I get it. I get it that you have to learn how to win. Clearly, the Bulls have not done that yet. How to close out games. Were they blow a 50-point lead last night or something? 26. I I just don't want to hear a coach say on the professional level, boy, the guys tried hard. I I don't want to hear that. Yeah, they're supposed to. I'm expecting effort. Right. You know, how yeah. about it, it, it's a little you, different with the college kids, right? So you could say, yeah, they're they're playing hard. Yeah, they're learning to give it a hard time. You know, you're, you, the average NBA salary is a gazillion dollars. So you're learning how to win. Take extra classes <laughs> <laughs> to study harder. It's just ridiculous. And and Nagy, Coach Nagy, says, yeah, we don't we don't we could change anything. We're not on the outsiders if you were changing anything, but we feel like we're getting places. We're getting somewhere. Well, what what he's saying is that they're not going to approach the last two games differently because they're not going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know why? They're learning. <laughs> they are they're learning. It is a learning curve. Yeah, the, learning. The, the 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 millionaire grown men are learning. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You could hear Ditka spinning, and he's not even dead. <laughs> right. 528. All right, let's do this. Take a break. Come back. Get your weather in a second. Oh, that's right. There is no break. You know, Super Joe told me that, and I just blew it. What a big surprise that is. Let me introduce the band. How about that? Steve Grzanich in the newsroom playing news. Hi, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Everything all right with you? Everything's great this morning. Mary Vandeveld's in your traffic situation. Hello. And uh, we got... She's kind of tired. I don't know if you noticed that or not. She keeps yawning. Yeah, I just didn't sleep well last night. I woke up at midnight. I thought it was 3 a.m. when I was supposed to get up. I looked at uh, my phone to see what time it was, and I went, this can't be right. And then I got up um, to try and tinkle, and then I checked my watch, <laughs> which I that. leave by the sink. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> and then I checked my watch by the sink, and I saw it was midnight, and I said, how can they both be wrong? I literally I felt like it was 3 a.m., and it was midnight. I felt like I had slept for six, seven hours. But it, isn't that a great feeling yeah, when you know you have three more hours? I, I was been but, happy. But then I was angry. Because you weren't tired anymore? <laughs> it took me like 30 minutes to get back to sleep. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I'm with you. I'll sleep race you. I'll have a sleep race with you, and I'll win. Oh. <clears throat> I can nod off. I can pull an Orion and just pass out for 30 seconds. Not if you're not in your car. <laughs> That's true. Super Joe is here. Super Joe, you okay? I'm doing all right. Thanks okay. for asking. And how's Lady Vivian today? Splendid. Thank you. Okay. We call her Lady Vivian because she like- bought a lady yes. and lordship title. I have tea. Would you like some, lady? I feel like we should have like a horn flourish come on every time we introduce her. <laughs> That's a good idea. Or dun, da, da, da. Super Joe will get that, right, Joe? And Dave, you good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll continue with the bitterness shortly, but it's 5.30 now. You know, I think I'm going to start playing my favorite Christmas songs. You know, I do this every year. Because there's nothing like, um, you know, the beauty of Christmas music on the old 50,000 watt AM signal, don't you think? I think that's right. Super Joe, get the Eagles ready for me, and let's uh, get Orion in here to talk about a little agribusiness, oh? Oh, big O. So do you want the Eagles or big O? Well, big O first. Okay. Yeah, big O. 
Peter. Good morning. That U.S.-China Phase 1 trade agreement continuing to impact agricultural commodity trade. The wheat contract in March up 16 and 3 quarters cents a bushel yesterday. March corn up 6 and 3 quarters cents. January soybeans up 13 and a quarter cents a bushel. Livestock futures, well, a little gain in the lean hog contract at the Mercantile Exchange up a dollar 15 cents a hundredweight. December live cattle up just five cents a hundredweight. And the January feeder cattle contract ended lower. It was down 17 cents a hundredweight. But again, that trade agreement, if it all holds true, is indeed helping our agricultural commodities. And uh, maybe we'll have a little bit of a Christmas rally there. National Corn Growers Association annual national contest for corn yield hit a new record high this year. David Hula of Charles City, Virginia set the highest yield on record. Get this, 616.1 bushels per acre. The national corn yield contest is now in its 55th year and remains as popular as ever. The 27 winners in nine production categories had verified yields averaging more than 383 bushels per acre, and that compares to the projected national average of corn production at 167 bushels per acre. Congratulations to those corn-growing champions. That's Ag Biz for this morning. I'm Orion Samuelson. Have a great day. All right, again, we're going to talk to somebody from Amazon coming up here in a little bit about your packages, but you know, I probably have five favorite Christmas songs. Do you have an all-time favorite Christmas song? Uh, you know what? I've, I've, I like the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. I mean, um, All I Want for Christmas yeah. is you? Yeah. Now I'm number one? Yeah. First I time in 25 first years? First time the song's been out forever, and it's finally number one. She's made $60 million in royalties yeah. off that song. It's catchy. Thank God it's number one. We got the Eagles ready? <clears throat> Top five by the Steve Cochran Show all time. Here's one of my favorite Christmas songs, Eagles, on 720 WGN. Bells will be ringing this sad, sad news. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. Isn't that nice? I don't know, make you feel good. It really does. It's right? a good song. It's a great song. Uh, the Steve Cochran Show continues, and Avre Chura is a spokesperson for Amazon who joins us now. How much of a pain is it for you in the holidays when everybody in your family has an Amazon question for you? You know, it's you, you get used to it. You do? <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, all of us order, and, um, you know, like in, in my case, I've probably got, I don't know, 20 boxes coming in the next couple of days. And some of those I don't want opened by my wife, say. Um, what do we do? Absolutely. You know, this year at Amazon, we're really trying to help customers um, save the surprise. And we're doing that by giving them more options on how they receive and track their Amazon orders. So customers like you that want to save the surprise, you can get your Amazon packages shipped to a pickup location. There are thousands of these across the country at shopping malls, convenience stores, grocery stores, offices. And uh, you can choose from Amazon Locker, which is a self-service kiosk, or counter which um, is where a store associate would hand your package to you. Right, I'm going to take, 
I'm sorry, I'm going to take a look at the website right now as you talk about this, or the app, I should say. Yeah, well, Amazon.com slash hub is the best place to start to find out um, where all the pickup locations near you are. And if you're getting your Amazon orders coming to your home, there's great ways in which you can use all the delivery features right on your Amazon app that help you stay in control. Features like Amazon map tracking allow customers to track their packages' progress in real time so you know when it's going to be coming over to you. And also um, this feature called Amazon Photo on Delivery, which allows customers to get a photograph right within the Amazon app, which is a delivery confirmation showing exactly where your package has been placed. So it's features like these and options which we hope will help customers have a spoiler-free holiday. And also to keep, by the way, it's Amazon.com slash hub, and I'm looking at it now where you can find a location near you for a locker, say. Uh, yes. But also for those uh, pickup locations, counter pickup locations as well, right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, Amazon.com slash hub. All right, so what about porch pirates? What about these people that want to steal our stuff? You know, I had an idea, Dave. I don't know if you know this. Um, this is hunting season in nearby Wisconsin. Yes, it is. So if you spray your packages with deer urine, I think that might scare some people away. Oof. No? Bad idea? I don't know. The Probably not a great idea. All right, Ob, so what do we do about porch pirates? Well, I think the important thing to say is the vast majority of Amazon packages are delivered safely and securely to customers. There are millions of packages delivered to customers, and they receive them safely without any incident. Um, But delivery features like map tracking, like photon delivery, allow customers to have transparency on their delivery so they know when their package is going to be there. We've got a new um, feature this holiday season called share tracking. So if you're not at home this holiday season when your package is on its way, you open up map tracking, you see it's going to be there soon. You can share the tracking information with somebody that is at home so they can bring packages indoors. And we always focus on creating these features so that customers Customers can have more choice and convenience in the delivery experience. But if that means that it gives them more peace of mind for other things, that's great, too. You know, uh, neighbors should help neighbors, too, right? I mean, you're home when your neighbors aren't home. They're home when you're not home. You know, take care of each other. Get their packages. Absolutely. Put them in. Yeah, and, and something like share tracking would be great because you could just share that tracking information with your neighbor. They would know when to help you out. Um, and if they're happy to do that for you, that's a fantastic thing to do. Um, anybody got a question on Amazon for our friend Av? By the way, Av, I've noticed an accent. What part of uh, the South are you from? Uh, I'm from England. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. Um, we have a <laughs> we have a woman on the show who produces this show who thinks she's a lady because she bought a title from a website. Is that how that works? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. Mm, okay. Sorry. Uh, I have a question. Yes, go ahead, please. So um, uh, everybody is concerned that we're not going to get uh, pa- that pa- package delivery is going to be slowing down as we get uh, closer to Christmas. Um, what can you say about uh, some of the delivery uh, questions that people have about whether things will arrive in time for Christmas? Well, so we're actually delivering our fastest holiday yet. Um, millions of packages uh, and orders and items are being delivered this year through same-day and one-day shipping. And we remain completely confident about our ability to get packages to customers in time for the holidays. Has uh, that one-day shipping been uh, a bite of too much? Have you bit off too much there? 
So what we've been doing over the past 20 years is really building up technology and our network that's actually allowed us to um, enable one-day shipping. So we, we're able to work faster, we're able to use technology that gets us to one-day shipping. And customers are loving it. Um, the Amazon family sharing piece of the website where you can have multiple names on the account, but then, you know, if you're ordering packages, they don't all come to one name. Does that help too? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, it's a really helpful feature. One of the things um, that we've done uh, this year with the Alexa is um, all your shipping. If you um, name your, your gift, um, uh, name your item as a gift, your item, when you say to Alexa, where is my stuff, it will not name the item. It will give you a progress and a status update, but not name the item. So we can also save the surprise from that point of view. And uh, somebody else said uh, occasionally brand names are on the box. Can Amazon ship without brand names on the box, or is that not something you guys handle? So we try and make sure that our deliveries um, are try- – we're trying to save the surprise th- throughout the holiday season. And so we make every effort to make sure that we don't reveal any details um, through the delivery experience. Yeah, this happened to me uh, yeah, this week. I ordered some electronics and was surprised when it arrived right in the box, the electronic box with the brand right on the on the box that usually I get the you know the Amazon box but not this time. Hmm, that's interesting, right? I think- the top tip for that is to always, if you know that you're ordering a gift, is to um, have it marked as a gift, and therefore it's going to be packed in the Amazon box. Um, if you're, you know, to try and save up on packaging, we often ship items in their in their own packaging, so that we're, uh, we're saving up on packaging. Um, but if you say if you mark it as a gift, uh, you'll be able to get those packages um, to you um, in an Amazon box. And then there's people who send stuff and they don't have their name on them at all. So I got a gift yesterday and it ended up being from my cousin. I have no idea who it's from, really. I just guessed because she didn't put her name or anything on it and there was no brand. So that's another odd thing. I think a great so something like that is a great example where um, she would be able to share the tracking um, information with you, so you would know that that was arriving. So you wouldn't you wouldn't be surprised by that arriving, or you would you would know that was coming over to you. So we've got lots of features uh, within the delivery experience for this holiday season, so that customers have more information, so that they you know these are hot, busy times for all of us. So um, one of the things that we want to be spoiler free and hassle free is the delivery experience from Amazon. As you said, million of packages are delivered every hour of every day but occasionally one goes sideways texter from the 815 writes tracking tells me my package is in akron by mistake but i can't cancel because it's already in route what what, what do we know about that if anything if there's any situation with a delivery where a customer um, is unhappy with the experience, they should simply contact our customer services through the amazon app or by calling us and we would make that right with the customer all right listen up thank you Thank you very much for having me. Merry Christmas, and uh, take care of yourself, and good luck with that accent. That's uh, Avre Chura. And by the way, Lady Vivian, I think your title is perfectly fine, even though Av says you're not a lady. Well, he didn't say you're not a lady. He said your cook's clearly you're a lady. He said you're not officially a lady of the British crown. I was just more hurt when you said she thinks she's a lady. Oh, so it's my fault? I'm defending you. I'm outraged. Uh, <laughs> At least he said it nicely. <laughs> he did, really, didn't he? Because in that accent, he could say something horrible, and yeah, it would still sound nice. Exactly. <laughs>
It's uh, five fifty six, Steve. What's the uh, market? What what Steve is the market outlook today? And, and if you see my tongue, send it back to me. The market desk outlook sponsored by Associated Bank for this Tuesday, December the seventeenth. The housing starts lead off today's economic reports. Building industry analysts are forecasting a two and a half percent bump to an annual rate of one point three four seven million when those numbers are released at about seven thirty. Industrial production for November also projected out today uh, at a decline expected of one point six percent that'll be at 815 november job openings are due at nine eastern uh, with a forecast of about 7.1 million job openings last month uh, fedex among the companies reporting quarterly earnings just some of the things that could move the markets on tuesday december the 17th boy how time flies when you're having fun it's uh it's december 17th this is abigail grace's fourth birthday unbelievable four years old it's unbelievable starts wow. harvard in the fall <laughs> Uh, but anyway, we have an all call out that if she gets up in time for school, like, you know, in time to, to call pops, to call the show. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to happen because you know what it's like with little kids. Mm-hmm. If it's crazy around the house, taking time to call the show will not be the priority. Right. Okay? And she's tough to book anyway, isn't she? Is. she? Yeah. Yeah. To go through her she's got people. a lot of play dates today. She's doing sure. Windy City Live later. She having a big party? Oh, you guys already had the yeah, party. Yeah, the party on Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but happy birthday to the world's greatest granddaughter. So, I mean, yours are fine, Mary Vandevelt. I know they're wonderful. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're great. But uh, they're not Abigail. I know. But I have two granddaughters. Hey, don't rub it in. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll do the top six coming up here in uh, just a little bit. Uh, tomorrow is no longer hump day. You got uh, you got your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You got your Thursday. You got your Saturday or Sunday. You got your Friday. Tomorrow's I Day. I Day is impeachment day. History in the making. Only the third time in American history where a United States president will be impeached. The vote is scheduled to take place tomorrow. Today, there's a rules committee fight that should go on uh, with name calling and uh, poking and punching and typical immaturity from both sides. Um, and the vote tomorrow, Steve, could take place at what time? Is it a morning vote, an afternoon vote? Oh, boy, you always put me on the spot with these times, don't you? Um, I don't know this is the answer. I don't know the ex- exact time. So just to be clear, you don't know? I do not know. <laughs> I can check and find out for you, and I'll get back to you on that. But that's uh, it's a very historic situation, obviously. Uh, and then there's two questions. One is, does the House immediately turn over the articles of impeachment that are expected to be approved to the Senate? Or... Since Mitch McConnell and uh, Lindsey Graham, amongst others, have both said, "Nah, we're not, we're not going to play along. We know how we're going to vote." If it's a foregone conclusion, which it certainly appears to be, does the House not turn them over at all? Do they leave the impeachment hanging in the wind without the Senate trial, um, which they feel will be a, a sham? The same way the Republicans are calling the whole thing a sham. Not a lot of working together going on here. In all likelihood, it will go to the Senate. They'll go through the motions. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, that's the plan for tomorrow. I-Day. Impeachment Day. Now for some more news. Ready? Welcome to the Top 6 at 6. What? On the Steve Cochran Show. That is great radio. This is your first look at what people, animals, and assorted fruits and vegetables (laughs) will be talking about today. (laughs) Item number one, should the city get in the weed business? Well, the mayor yesterday said, yeah, the mayor is advocating and says she's very serious about the city growing its own pot to give minorities a chance to learn the business and share the wealth. 
Whitefoot said uh, up to $15 million generated by tax increment financing, TIF financing, could be used as, she called it, seed money. See what she did there? Seed seed money for the weed money? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very expensive business to get into. It costs 13 to $15 million as an initial investment to get in. Obviously, you have to be licensed to do it. She said, I think the only way to really crack this nut... <laughs> Why is it funny to me that Lori Lightfoot would say crack this nut? I don't know. It just sounds funny coming out of her mouth. Uh, The only way to really crack this nut for the city is to invest its own resources to get engaged. we got to jump through some regulatory hoops. Hopefully we'll get those cleared, but I'm very serious about it. The question came up, obviously, in a city that's beyond broke. Where's the $15 come from? And that's where the TIF money comes in. Lightfoot said, we obviously have resources, and I believe we should use them. Pritzker also is involved. He supports... Uh, Lori Lightfoot's plan, uh, but not for more than a year when the new law allows for the Illinois Department of Agriculture to decide whether to increase the number of large-scale cultivation centers in the state. So, Steve, as I understand this, the city would have its own weed farm. Yeah, that's that's the nut. That's the long and short of it. Absolutely. That's the nut to yep. be cracked. That's the nut to be cracked. That's the seed that could turn into weed. So uh, we'll see if that goes anywhere. It's an interesting idea. And, of course, legal weed is coming on January 1st. Next, uh, the Chicago breweries are celebrating Illinois' cannabis legalization date of January 1st. And uh, one is releasing something on that day. It's called Legal Hero. It's a hazy IPA. Is it IPA or IPA? It's IPA. A big drinker, as you can tell. Meant to emulate the sticky, dank, and juicy flavors and aromatics of cannabis. Does cannabis beer sound good to anybody? Not not really. No. Uh, no. Yeah, but I don't think it would taste like smoking a joint, though. It would be... Uh, it tastes like bong water, right? Well, no, because, you know, they make these um, f- foods. They make desserts and candies and stuff with the chemical, the THC chemical. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that's what this would be, right? I mean, you don't want... You'd, you'd still want it to taste like a beer, but just have the extra kick, right? I don't know. It says, it says sticky, dank, and juicy. <laughs> mm, dank. That sounds like the bong water. Yeah, dank is not great. Next, next, our media group owns this radio station and a whole bunch of TV stations, including Channel 9 and CLTV. They bought Tribune Media in September. They're shutting down CLTV at the end of the month. CLTV, I believe, started in 93. Yep. And a bunch of folks you see on TV now, uh, like Ben Bradley started there. Uh, The decision ends a 26-year run for the pioneering local all-news channel. It's announced in an email from uh, our friend Paul Rennie yesterday to the staff. Uh, it's disappointing. You would hope that uh, Nexstar could have found something to do with CLTV, but it's clearly a business decision, and a business decision, as I've said many times about other decisions, that they're entitled to make. We had hoped to get the 9 o'clock hour of CLTV, which was simulcasting this show, to be moved up to the 8 o'clock hour. Um, and those were discussions were ongoing. I don't like our chances now. <laughs> No, I wouldn't think so. Well, at least I don't have to put on makeup at 9 o'clock. Oh, you look delightful. <laughs> Next, the Simpsons celebrate 30 years today. 30-year anniversary is today. It's been 30 years since Bart and Lisa and Maggie and Marge and Homer first came to the screen and Fox. Um, that was after, of course, they were a, a mini, a short uh, cartoon on another show that uh, led to the series. 30 years. And by the way, Bart looks almost the same. He hasn't aged a bit. You're right. So. Think how many 
catchphrases, though, have come from that show. Oh, yeah. Eat my shorts. Yeah. How many pacifiers Maggie's been through? I know a lot of people have criticized The Simpsons for not being funny anymore, but I was watching one. I think it's still funny. I I was watching one last night and laughed out loud. It was one recently where a groundskeeper, Willie, uh, he didn't have the uh, bagpipes to play, so he just whined them. Uh, Like whining. It was very funny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Krispy Kreme just released the gingerbread glazed donut. And the all-new gingerbread glazed filled with cheesecake. <laughs> Good God. Uh, that was yesterday. The holiday donuts are available through Tuesday, December 24th, when all who buy them are expected to die of heart failure. Uh, again, that's a gingerbread donut filled with cheesecake. Why? <laughs> Stop with the gingerbread, I guess. I don't know. The cheesecake. I don't know. Of course, I would try one. Yeah, that said, I would try one. Absolutely. (laughs) And this happy note. Mm, Beer. (laughs) Donut. We want to celebrate with John and Charlotte Henderson of Austin, Texas. On December 22nd, they will celebrate their 80th wedding anniversary. Guinness Book of World Records recognized John 106 and Charlotte 105 with the record for the longest married, oldest married couple. 80 years. What do you get someone for their 80th anniversary? Uh, Cuisinart. Oxygen. (laughs) That's nice. Uh, The celebrations have only just begun at Longhorn Village, the senior living community where the couple live. Uh, they helped them throw a huge party the other day for their 80th anniversary. You might be saying, well, why did they throw the party early? Hello. Our 106 and 105. Uh, parked outside the building was a 1920s Roadster, similar to the one that John used to pick up Charlotte for their first date. They were married in 1939. Wow. Hallmark stops at 60th. <laughs> yeah. So what do you have to do? You get a 60th and a 20th? You don't have to get, you get a card. two cards? Yeah. I wonder if their kids are alive. You know, maybe not. Usually they're not. No. Yeah. I mean, it's 100, 605, their kids are in their 80s. Yeah. Their grandkids would be in their 50s and 60s. Their great-grandkids would be in their 30s and 40s. Their great-great-grandkids would be about 10. <laughs> <laughs> Say they've always been a forward-looking couple, very positive about the future. They'll tell you stories of the past, but they don't dwell on the past. Um. As a matter of fact, uh, you can't get much attention from John anymore because um, all he does is play video games. I mean, nonstop, all day long. 106 years old. It's a good story. Nice couple. You know what he calls my dad? Kid? Kid. (laughs) Your dad would just turn 96. 96 tomorrow. (laughs) It's uh, 626. That is... Your top six at six. That's all today for the top six at six. No more. This is coming up. Kid of the week in uh, just a few minutes. And if you want to get a kid of the week entry in, all you have to do is go to WGNRadio.com. And there's a kid of the week tab right there. Uh, Super Joe, where would I find the kid of the week tab right there? If you go to WGNRadio.com slash contests. Mm, good, good idea. Simple form to fill out. Yes, indeed. And you can nominate a kid that's doing great big things or little things that are great for them. Either way, we love hearing about kids and telling good news stories of kids. Our old friend, the TV guru, the first winner of our favorite guest of the year, Kim Potts, has written a book about the Brady Bunch. She will be on 
uh, after 7.30. Uh, Dean Richards after 8. Mark Greco is today's guest on the Christmas cards by phone. Dave, I don't send Christmas cards anymore. It's too tough on my tongue. Right. It's a lot of licking. Sure. So uh, I call people and wish them uh, Merry Christmas. And today, Gian Greco gets the call. Does he know that that call is coming? Or is this just mm. like you're just calling friends at random? I don't remember. Uh, and then Breakfast with the Blackhawk with Zach Smith later as well before John Williams at 9. I have a sports story if you'd like to throw it to me, Dave. Uh, right now for this uh, breaking sports news, here is WGN's Steve Cochran. Shaq, Shaq is questioning whether Stevie Wonder is really blind. I, I saw this story. Didn't someone else question it, too? It's been questioned off and on through the years. Uh, just the other day on the NBA on TNT, Shaq told the story. He and Stevie Wonder both have a place in a building on Wilshire in L.A. So you park your car. The valet's down there. So I'm already in the building. I'm coming through the lobby. The door opens at Stevie Wonder. He comes in and says, what's up, Shaq? Presses the button on the elevator. Presses the button, gets off on his floor, goes to his room. How's Stevie Wonder know it's Shaq? And how's he know what button to push? Well, maybe the elevator has some sort of a chime after it passes each floor. Or he's never been blind, Dave. What a scam that would be. It's only been 50 years. Uh, Shaq's voice, of course, is extremely recognizable. So if he said hi to Stevie first, you'd be able to know that. And obviously, uh, blind folks adapt like other folks do that have an extra speed bump in life. And, you know, there's only so many buttons on an elevator. If he's used to where the button is, he hits it. Uh, But there is a video that's out, uh, and I've not seen it, but it's from a few years ago, where Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder are singing Hey Jude on stage. And Paul McCartney bumps the mic, and it accidentally starts to fall, and Stevie catches it. How did he know the mic was falling? (laughs) Uh, I would be reluctant to suggest that someone who is... No, of course he's he's blind. Yeah. He's absolutely blind. Uh, But he can adapt like blind folks do. I mean, he's been blind his whole life. Well, that's, I mean, that was my point about the elevator. He probably knows what floor he's on. There's a great story from, uh, and pardon the reference, but it was Bill Cosby before we knew the truth about Cosby. Cosby goes in to see Ray Charles in a hotel suite. The lights are, this is back in the 60s, the lights are completely off. He stumbles against an ottoman, he goes back, and he walks in, and there's this one dim light in the hallway, and he notices that Ray is shaving. And he goes, Ray! What are you doing? You got to be careful. He goes, Bill, I'm blind. I know what I'm doing. Of course, he can shave in the dark. He does everything in the dark. <laughs> so the rest of us need to adapt to the rest of the world. That's my point. Good point. All right. Back to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Steve Cochran reporting live from the NBA on TNT. Thank you, Steve. And uh, this is Kid of the Week time. And every week on Kid of the Week, we uh, celebrate a kid doing great things. Samantha's here this morning. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning to you. How old are you? I am 14. And how's life? Okay. <laughs> what do you mean it's okay? It's very pretty good. You got a great smile. <laughs> Thank you. What's your last name? DeFilly. Samantha DeFilly. Where are you from? I am from Frankfort, Illinois. All right. And let's tell people what you did because I think it's a really cool thing. Started a book drive? Yes. I started it in May in seventh grade and we raised a little over 500 books. Nice. And then I started again at maybe November fourth okay. this year, and we raised over we raised three thousand four hundred and twenty one books. Come on! And where are the books going? Um, Malia or Mahelia Jackson Elementary School. Nice. And why there? 
Um, we have a friend. She's the principal, mm-hmm. and I used to dance with her daughter. Mm-hmm. And we were talking. We did Bernie's Book Drive, okay. and that's another organization. We did that in May, but we decided to go with that school because we knew the principal and we knew that they needed the books. So, books for underprivileged kids. Yes. Did you go through all the books? Yes. That's a lot of books. Yeah. And uh, the people that donated, how did they drop them off? Um, we had bins in, because there's three schools in my district, so mm-hmm. we had two bins in every school, and uh, one of our schools had over seven bins by the time we got there, and then there's also a bin outside my house, so like <laughs> our like friends and my mom's Facebook friends. I was going to say, your parents must be cool with us. Yeah. They're here. Say their names. Um, this is my mom, Elizabeth DeFilly, mm-hmm. and my dad, Anthony DeFilly. Nice to meet you, DeFillies. Nice Got a great kid. Do you have any other kids? No. Oh, well, listen, you did okay with this one. Uh, let's take a break, come back, and you talk some more? Yeah. I mean, you're probably booked on other shows, but if you can hang out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, nice to meet you and all that. And then you can talk about teachers you want to kiss up to, maybe say hi to a few friends. Yeah. Uh, tell your parents what you really want for Christmas. Let's milk this for all it's worth. Um, our new pal, Samantha DeFillies here, and Samantha's 14, which makes you a freshman? No, eighth oh, grade. Hold on. Eighth grade? Yeah. Eighth grade. And who's your best friend? Um, or friends? Emily Hurley. Okay. What do you guys do when you hang out? Um, we watch movies. Favorite movie? Um, Instant Family. I don't know what that is. It's, I don't know. It's, it went out, like, I think 2016, 2017. Okay. Yeah. Who's in it? Um, I don't even know. <laughs> you just like it and you laugh yeah, at it. Yeah. It's, it's funny, I assume? Yeah. Okay. And uh, what do you want to be when you get out of school and grow up and all that? Um, I want to be an English teacher. Well, that's great. Who inspired you to do that? Uh, my first grade and kindergarten teacher, Miss Malkusik, and okay. then um, my eighth grade teacher, Miss Johnson. Okay. And uh, why English? Um, um, on Park, or it's called IAR right now, it's our state test. Uh, I got a perfect score on the ELA Dude, side. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> nice job. And uh, an English teacher where? High school? Um, probably seventh, eighth, because that's like when, like I know right now. It's so. a big transition period. Yeah. Middle schoolers are tough. <laughs> yeah. I can. Yeah. But you know, you're nice. You'll be able to pull it off. Um, all right. So uh, again, this book uh, uh, drive that you've done, you raised uh, something close to four thousand books. Yeah. You going to keep going with this? Um, I want to continue this when I'm in high school, probably stretch out to more high schools and then try to make it one whole Frankfurt community mm-hmm. um, because I want to get more books and continue donating to different Chicago schools. And uh, you inspire your friends as well? Your friends get involved? Um, yeah. My friend Emily, she helped me pass out the books and like bring them to the library and then my other friend ava conway she helped me make posters and hang them around the school so they're a big help see the thing is i think you tell me if i'm right about this but uh i i think uh, kids your age would do a lot but they either have to be inspired and be a leader like you are or have someone show them the way because kids don't necessarily know how to help right yeah um, the only, like the reason I started the book drive was because I read a lot. Like mm-hmm. it, there's like I read so much, um, and I would have my parents buy these books, and I'd be like, buy it because I really like it. I read it, then I get bored of it, and I don't know where to put it because it's brand new. And why have it just sitting around? Yeah, so I was like, well have somebody else enjoy it. Mm-hmm. What type of books do you like? Um, I like kind of like either like I like really like fictional books, and okay. I like. 
Percy Jackson is one of the series I really like. Um, How about Captain Underpants? That's one of my favorites. <laughs> no? Not for you? Nah. Probably not your thing. Uh, Mary Vandevelt, uh, do you have a question for our kid of the week as uh, the mom on the show? Uh, what else do you like to do for fun? Um, I play volleyball. Oh. Uh, I do dance. and What kind of dance do you do? Um, I do hip-hop. Oh, look at you. Mary is a very good dancer. Can you teach she... me? Because I cannot do hip-hop at all. What do you mean you can't do hip-hop? It's hard. you got to have real jerky moves all the time. I just can't do it. <laughs> so your definition of hip-hop dancing is jerky moves? Yeah. <laughs> don't well, you think, Samantha? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to describe this. Is it a flexibility thing? N- no. Hmm. I don't think so. What's the key to hip-hop dancing? Um, To try and stay on beat and just to, like... Listen to your teacher, whoever's teaching you, really. Okay. Attitude, don't you think? Yeah, a gotta, lot of attitude. Yeah, that's, gotta sell that's it. where I'm lacking. <laughs> gotta be in the music. <laughs> yeah. Lacking the rap attitude. <laughs> so what type of songs do you dance to? Um, Give me an artist. Kanye, we used to oh, dance to Kanye. at my dance studio. Yeah. And I think that's it. Like, we did a lot of Kanye, then Beyonce. Sure. Dave, you used to do, uh, Dan- Dave was the inspiration for, um, uh, put a ring on it. True. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I've yeah, tried. Latest, yeah. <laughs> Dave actually broke his hip uh, when he was doing that dance. <laughs> but he's okay now. Um, it's an honor to meet you. Very impressed by you. Thank and you. And I think it's a great thing. Super Joe, what are we giving uh, Samantha? Well, we have a couple of prizes here. We have a uh, an apt gift card. Oh, an apt gift card. You can go to apt and get yourself uh, you know, new headphones or earbuds or whatever. And we have a Lou Malnati's gift card. You like pizza? Yeah. Okay, so pizza for you and your friends. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're a good student. Yeah. Okay, is there any teacher in particular you're in trouble with? Um, this would be a good time to mention their name and tell them how much you like them. Probably my teacher, Miss Matz, because I don't really like math. Okay. So um, she probably is like apprehensive about me because i don't like math at all right so she's trying to break that wall down to show you that you should like math because math will always be in your life yeah (laughs) what type of math are you doing at this point algebra oh boy you know i was kicked out of algebra permanently three times (laughs) really three times permanently it's a neat trick Uh, don't do that by the way that's not helpful um uh, dave do you know the pythagorean theorem uh yeah i I do now what is it Oh, I didn't know you wanted me. We don't have time. Well, I think it's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Yeah, correct. Got to wonder why I was kicked out, don't you? I do. So there you go. (laughs) Actually, I don't. No, of course not. You've met me. Uh, Samantha DeFilly, this week's Kid of the Week. Uh, You can enter Kid of the Week again. Go to WGNRadio.com slash contest. And I really appreciate your mom and dad bringing you down. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Hang out right out there. We'll take some pictures and stuff. 654, let's take a break and come back on 720 WGN. All right, so we're going to keep this text question going all week. And this is embarrassing or awkward things you experienced, were a part of, or saw at your office party. Now, we don't have an office party. So it's hard to be embarrassing. But we have. Oh, yes. Oh, if these walls. Every year. The walls of the old Tribune Tower could talk. I was amazed when I got to WGN because I thought, WGN, this is the grown-up radio station, man. It's not like these rock stations I've worked at. It's not like the loop where we were all criminals. It's it's not like like any other place. And I thought, well, there's nothing but mature, respectable people. I should have seen some of the things that were going on at WGN. I'm telling you. Uh, It'll all be in the book. Trust me when I tell you that. Meanwhile, we want to also, in uh, in regards to uh, talking about radio, oh, uh, 312-981-7200 is the number to text in your uh, 
your your uh, Christmas party stories, your office Christmas party stories. Um, yesterday was Jimmy DeCastro's birthday. Now, I texted him and wished him happy birthday. He is an elderly retired man now, um, but uh, he was the guy that came back and restarted this radio station um, and brought me back. Um, and is uh, is one of my great friends in life, and we you know, love him, and just want to wish him a very happy birthday. We got a telemarketer call in the booth here yesterday asking for Jimmy DeCastro. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, hello, Jimmy DeCastro, please? Yeah, let me get him. <laughs> uh, Jimmy is allegedly retired, which means he's about 10 minutes away from announcing whatever his next adventure is. So uh, happy birthday, boss. Because, uh, you know, he doesn't like when I call him that. And, you know, what we haven't talked about in a while, Dave, is Northwestern basketball. When are you guys playing again? Uh, tomorrow night, Michigan State. Oh, they're good. At uh, Welsh Ryan Arena tomorrow. Beat them and your legends. Well, it, it's interesting. If, if, they, if they can win that game, it would mean that every – so the Big Ten, you play two conference games in December. And this is the last one of that series, and now they go back to non-conference play until after New Year's. And the home team so far is totally dominated, winning every game. And and every team would be one and one in the Big Ten if Northwestern beats Michigan State. How about that? They talk about parity. And you know what they say on any given Wednesday night at Northwestern. <laughs> That's right. So that old saying: it's all possible. Yeah. So, uh, coming up in the uh, 7 o'clock hour, uh, we've got Kim Potts. Kim Potts is uh, our TV guru. She's written a book about the Brady Bunch. If you love the Brady Bunch, uh, you should stick around for that. Can we ask her about other shows? You bet you can. Any TV questions you might have. She's great. Uh, She is great. And uh, also, uh, and by the way, a favorite of uh, Sandberg, who used to produce this show. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sandberg loved two things. When she produced this show, she loved uh, Kim Potts and Jennifer Aniston. Those are the two things she'd go on and on about. 312-981-7200. What happened at your Christmas party? 312-981-7200. Obviously, it could remain anonymous if you want to confess to something. And if you want to make up something, that's fine, too. You know, we don't really have any uh, journalistic ethical standards when it comes to text questions. You can't really hold your feet to the fire. Do you have something you want to confess to? Me? No. <laughs> No, but it could be something that perhaps uh, happened to a friend of yours oh. at a holiday party at their office. Right. If you catch my drift. Like I knew a guy that fooled around with somebody at work in his yes. office. That can yeah, happen. call him out. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, 219, there's no drinking allowed at our Christmas parties. However, some of my coworkers worked around it. They chose to get tuned up in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> tailgating? Yeah. Uh, tailgating at the Christmas party. One year, a therapist uh, uh, tuned up a bit too much and was a little too friendly during the Christmas party. You know, I've never told you that I love you. <laughs> One of those situations. Oh, that's not good. Uh, Dave, stand by. Hold on for me. I've just unplugged my headphones. Okay. Oh, no. Cover me, Dave. You're Cover listening me. to WGA Chicago. Thank you very much. So yesterday, I uh, stopped by the United Center. Blackhawks had a little get-together situation. Oh, really? And, yes. And uh, at the uh, the uh, Blackhawks get-together situation, um, I ran into a bunch of, uh, oddly enough, the Blackhawks. And uh, I saw Jim Cornelison, who was on the show yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the coach and his beautiful little baby daughter. Um, 
you know, seeing the guys with their little kids is always cute. The first guy I saw was Soup Campbell. You know, and he's got about 48 kids now. A beautiful wife, lovely woman, very nice. And his two little girls uh, could not be any cuter. And his little guy was home because they said he's a terror. And, uh, you know, he figured he'd, he'd, he'd probably go over the glass and start skating around. But they do a nice thing. They have the family skate, you know, for a couple hours, and then they, they have, have lunch, and then they threw another thing last night. So it was an organization that I've never, ever, 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 you know, and I've been thrown out of a lot of fine cities. I've never seen any organization do it up the way the Blackhawks do. No, they do a great job. And they really take great care of their players. So... Uh, more text coming in. 630, I was the boss of a holiday party. We had karaoke. Seven women dragged me on stage to sing It's Raining Sven's. My name is Sven. Remember we talked about this? Mm-hmm. Um, 262, one of my female coworkers was sexually promiscuous with another coworker. In case you missed some of these from yesterday's show. Her husband was at the party in the other room. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say there's problems in that marriage. <laughs> you think? Yes. Because if you're at a Christmas party with your husband and you fool around with a coworker while your husband's in the other room. Hmm. Why would you invite your husband? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got to say. You're probably right about that. Uh, and 815, I was at a family Christmas party at a restaurant. Santa was spotted in the bar getting plastered just before meeting all the kitties. I sure you want a train set. We all want trains. You know, when I was your age, I never got a train. Why should you get a train? The kids still get trains? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Santa smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, when uh, the kids were little, my kids back in the 90s, um, I had to do an appearance with Barney the Dinosaur. Remember how big Barney was? Oh, yeah. Barney. Oh. Barney was happening. You, Still have a Barney at our house. Love me. And I can't remember where the appearance was. I think it might have been at 900 North Michigan, maybe at Bloomingdale's or something. Because, you know, Barney, Bloomingdale's, those two things go together. Didn't Barney have a clothing line at Bloomingdale's for a while? Giant yes. purple clothes. I think you're right. So at any rate, it was a, little, a ton of little kids, obviously. And there was, um, it sort of looked like the NFL's injury curtained off area. You know, when a player gets oh, hurt. The pop-up up up injury a, tent? Like a pop-up tent. Yeah. So that's where Barney was. Well, the light hit the tent from backstage in a particular way, and you could see the shadow outline of Barney sitting on a stool, smoking. (laughs) Oh, no. That's why he went extinct. (laughs) Puff the magic dragon. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Uh, 714, have we heard from Abigail Grace? Abigail Grace will be joining us in a couple of minutes. How great is this? This is great. Abigail Grace's fourth birthday. Are we going to sing? Uh, sure, absolutely. Abigail Grace turns four years old today. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Abigail's voice has gotten very deep. Uh, hi, Squirt. How are you? Oh, she lost the she lost the ability to speak. Yeah, she's giving you a baby wave, which is super helpful on radio. <laughs> so tell me about Abigail Grace's birthday morning. What are you guys doing so far? Uh, we got big plans. Uh, tonight we're going to have uh, macaroni, cheese, tomato soup, and some bell peppers. Fantastic. Uh, do you want to tell Pops about all the cool stuff you get to do at school for your birthday? First, you get to wear a... 
a fancy dress. She's wearing a fancy dress. Fancy dress. Just like the one you're wearing. Right. Then right. what do you get to put on at school? What do you get to pick out? A crown. Very good. A crown. Got and crown. what good. role good. 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 Line leader. She gets to be the line leader today. So oh, nice. Big day. I don't, yeah. I don't, uh, you know, it's a big day uh, for her at school. And then, uh, you know, after the festivities of this weekend, you know, the house is still recovering. We've got a lot of scaffolding and construction up, you sure. know, trying to put that back together. There was a minor fire from the laser show, right? Uh-huh. And fireworks, all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, we want to sing to Abigail. Uh, hey, Squirt, we're going to sing happy birthday to you. Are you guys ready? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> What'd she say? Did she say No. She said, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, she's a smart kid. She knows it's not going to be One, good. two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Squirt Grace. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Son, she sounds sort of like she's being tortured. Uh, well, uh, maybe a little bit. No, uh, she she really enjoyed it, and uh, she was just being a little bit shy. Thank yeah, you, guys. Course. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, we love you guys, and uh, me in particular. And uh, yeah. we love we love them, too. Oh, okay. All right, I didn't want to speak for you, Dave, that's all. And uh, happy, happy birthday, Squirt. Pops will talk to you later. Thanks for calling. I assume you guys are going to call. Do all this for uh, my birthday tomorrow. Same exact uh, cute. Uh, cute overload. I don't like your chances as much. Yeah, so we just sing, sing now. We're booked tomorrow. Yeah. Should we sing now? We were going to get Ross on tomorrow, but when the show got moved up to nine, we've had to squeeze some guests out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. See you later. Love you. Yeah. Bye. That's uh, uh, Abigail Grace's father, mother, and sort of Abigail. Now, when I'm, you know, listen, Mary Vandeveld, you may have gone through this as well, but. Um, uh, Abigail, when I'm with her, talk, 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 oh, talk, I know. talk. Yeah. But get her on the phone, not so much anymore. And it's really funny because her birthday and Ross's birthday the same month, my son and her and his daughter's birthday the same month, and December as well. Yeah. And they're, he turned 29 and, just and, last and, week. And Ross turns 29 tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. So, but you can imagine the demands on Abigail's time. I mean, that's every time she turns around. It's paparazzi here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a media opportunity she's there. She's got to wear a crown today. She's got to yeah. lead the line. She's <laughs> she's a crown-wearing uh, line leader. Yes, all of that. But uh, Well, bring her in here sometime. we got to bring her in because uh, Lady Vivian's, uh, uh, all she wanted today was to hear Abigail say, Hi, Pops, because it's still extremely cute uh, in her tiny little girl voice. We'll have to record it. We'll get a full recording session going on so you can hear it. Just throw it in there during the day when you're falling asleep. That's it. Just to wake you up. That's it. (laughs) That's it. It's the greatest, as Mary Vandeveld knows. She has now 47 grandchildren. Two and a half. (laughs) Hey, congratulations to Mike Gapsky, the Blackhawks head athletic trainer. Got a little bit of a surprise when he showed up at practice uh, Monday at the Fifth Third Arena after that 5-3 win over Minnesota the night before. The Hawks players, coaches, and front office were huddled around. A little gift for Gapsky. The gift was a thank you for the longest tenured athletic trainer in the National Hockey League. Worked his 2500th game on Thursday out in Arizona. 
or was Arizona here? I forget. Um, it was here. It was the Chicago Natives' lifelong. Oh, last week they were there. Yeah, lifelong yeah. dream to work for his hometown NHL club. You know what they gave him? I do know. Tell everybody. It was a jet ski. Brand new jet ski. How about that? For the head trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackhawks captain Jonathan Tave said, I didn't know a jet ski would make a gapper emotional, but I think he likes life out on the lake in the summertime. He likes to get out there, so it's a nice little toy for him to enjoy. And to have the uh, big guy ripping around on that thing, getting some rays. Did he peel off right across the ice on it? That'd be kind of cool, right? It <laughs> would be. That would be very cool. I think it would work. 2,500 games. That's pretty impressive. So he said, it's amazing how time goes by so fast. Duncan Keith said, I was drafted here when I was 18. I remember Gapper at my first prospect camp. It's been a lot of the same guys here. And that's another testament to the organization is how many people have worked there, still work there, and will work there to the end of their careers. And you think of the physical toll that game takes on guys. Right. And to to keep them up and running on a daily basis is is not easy. It's a big deal. I also saw Rocky Wirtz and his lovely wife yesterday uh, briefly as well. And it all begins and ends with Rocky. You know, Rocky's the guy that, that took the team over, made all the decisions he made, led to three cups, and, uh, you know, and so it goes. All right, a couple more Christmas party texts are coming in at 312-981-7200. 630, the Christmas party was at the living room in Schaumburg, which just so happened to have a hotel attached. The company president and vice president were married with families, slipped their key card to the female employees they wanted to have sex with. Oof. Now, how could that possibly go wrong? How could that even remotely have any issues tied to it? <laughs> uh, 614, my European co-worker kissed me fiercely on the cheek before she left. She ended up becoming my boss a couple of months later. Awkward! How do you kiss someone fiercely on the cheek? I was trying to picture that. Mm. I don't know. Like a suction cup, kind of. Oh, we didn't say which cheek. Oh, that's a that's an important oh. part of the story. And six years old, when my kids were little, we went to their in-laws' VFW hall in Indiana to see Santa. <clears throat> when they got on his lap, we realized he just had one arm, which we didn't have a chance to explain to the kids that some people are different, and the kids got scared. <laughs> so sometimes you have to have like an advanced, like a scouting team come in and yeah. see Santa first. So. Um, all right, we'll do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue. 312-981. Oh, no, we don't have a break. 312-981-7200 is the number. Steve, we have a uh, famous member of the uh, Trump team who is going to be sentenced today, and that's Rick Gates. Rick Gates, of course, the Paul Manafort right hand. Um, it was another guy that uh, flipped. Um and prosecutors say they're not opposed to no jail time but after his extensive cooperation with not just the Mueller group, but also with authorities. But that sentencing is scheduled to uh, come up later today. Um, and uh, uh, the former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, is uh, back from Ukraine with his documentary crew and saying some really rather off-the-rails things on Twitter, if you're so inclined to want to take a look at those. It's uh, 727. Uh, What's coming up? Uh, We've got uh, Kim Potts in just a few minutes. So let's get our TV questions together. Mary Vandeveld, do you have questions about any particular shows? 
Oh, I'll, I'll think of a few, yeah. Mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. Grzanich, you got a show you're watching? Yeah, I, no, but I saw yesterday one of my favorite shows, we can ask her about this, is coming back. I hear that um, this, um, the remember the TV show that uh, Lost in Space that was on many, mm-hmm. many years oh, ago? no. They've redone it on uh, Netflix, and that series has been very, very good. I heard yesterday, and I don't know if it's true or not, that the new season starts right after Christmas, so we can ask her about that. Is it going to be funny or, or serious? No, it's or? actually serious, and it's uh, the first season that I saw was uh, really, really well done. And I think the little kid that's in the show is from the Chicago area. Um, very well done. Uh, it's a modern update of the show. Uh, not funny at all. Um, Will Robinson, it, right? It's yeah. very, it's a very serious but well done uh, series. And I think the new season's coming very shortly. They're bringing Mork back. Maybe, a, maybe a very serious Mork. Nanu, mm-hmm. Nanu. Yeah. How about Elf? Uh, Alf? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad call. Uh, Dave, what what shows are you going to want to know about? Uh, I'm making notes here. A couple of shows on uh, Netflix. I started watching The Kaminsky Method. Oh, I've seen both seasons. I, yeah, I, so yeah. I'm kind of curious about that. I just started that while I was, while I was off last week. Um, I don't know if it'll make you feel better or not so good about getting older. I couldn't decide while yeah, I was watching Yeah, no, I, that's kind of where it left me so uh how about you super joe you got a show you're watching you know um i'm kind of between shows but there's a there's a few on netflix that are either originated from the bbc or that the bbc purchased uh bodyguard there's only one season i was wondering if there's going to be any more of that and um have you seen peaky blinders yet you know what i can't get through it i started watching it peaky blinders i think the best description of it is it's an early 1900s sopranos it's uh, it's an Irish family that's in the toughest part of London that is mobbed up, and uh, they're a little bit of Robin Hoodish, right? Where they steal from the rich and they give to the poor in their area. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I first off, you got to watch like two episodes of it just to get the language down. Because the accents are super thick. Yeah, it is interesting that they're speaking English, but you have to pay extra attention to it just to make sure that you're getting everything that they're saying. And I assume, Lady Vivian, you only want to know about British shows? That is correct. Okay. Uh, the Crown in particular. <laughs> okay, I thought that might be the case. <laughs> we'll get to Kim Potts in just a second. Sometimes, Dave, with this Christmas party stuff, it's not something outlandish happens. It's something that never happened. 815 just went to my Christmas party, new school this year. It was on Thursday, full moon, Friday the 13th, the next day, last week before Christmas. I needed a drink. The entire staff left the party by 5. The only one left was a behavior analyst for the school and me. Rethinking my decision to move to this school. <laughs> Nobody was fun, Dave. Nobody no, was fun. No, it doesn't sound like it. Kim Potts joins us, former number one guest on this show until she stiffed us. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Merry Christmas. Nice to have you back. It's good to be back. Thank you so much for having me. Brand new book, The Way We All Became the Brady Bunch. Is there a more beloved rerun show (laughs) than this show by all age groups? I don't think so. And, you know, it's getting uh, new fans all the time, especially with the uh, HGTV series remodeling the house to look like the house that we saw in the show. Um, I think they've gained a lot of new viewers, even 50 years later. And that HGTV Christmas special with the Brady Bunch is going to rerun on the 22nd for people that want to watch that. Uh, The only one missing, uh, or the only two missing, I suppose, are Alice and, and the dad, Mike, right? 
And uh, Mom Carol, unfortunately, as oh, well. Oh, that's right. She passed as well. I forgot about that. Um, I know. But, but uh, this show was part of your childhood? It was. I started watching in syndic- you know, during the uh, syndication airings. It, it started airing in syndication the year after it went off. Uh, it, it ended its original run. Um, so I think that's how a lot of us saw it. And we saw it over and over and over again because they, you know, they would air it in blocks sometimes in the afternoon, sometimes two, four episodes at a time. Sure. Um, and, and since there were only 117 episodes, we saw them all pretty quickly and and again over and over and i think that's why everybody knows you know some of those episodes i think people can recite an entire script from there's no question and then the reason you can tell they're about to jump the shark is when celebrities start showing up on a show for no apparent reason <laughs> like joe namath uh was on yes. the show and uh, marcia took a football in the face that kind of thing Exactly. We all know those those moments, pork chops and applesauce, and uh, mom said don't play ball in the house. We know all of those catchphrases and, and those moments. I think we can all see them playing out over and over. Again, it's Kim Potts, The Way We All Became, The Brady Bunch, out and available wherever books are sold. It's a great gift for the holidays. All right, Kim, so an obvious question. I love Alice. I love Sam the Butcher. <laughs> I love Tiger. But Carol was home all day. Why was Alice a necessary thing on the uh, in the for the family? Oh my gosh, that's all we ever asked. It was, you know, my mom was just like rolling her eyes all the time. I mean, did Carol do anything? It, it, she seemed to always be busy, right? But but it seemed to be a lot of needlepoint. Well, she, you know, I thought maybe she'd volunteer for a charity or something, but she always was around while Alice was working. You know, that's one of the things that frustrated Florence Henderson the most. She always wanted them to give Carol a job. Um, and it wasn't until the um, A Very Brady Christmas movie that we we find out she's become a real estate agent. So she she finally got her wish, uh, you know, several spinoffs in, in TV movies later. I met the cast several times uh, and interviewed all of them at one point or another. Um, the one that I found the most difficult was the one I had the biggest crush on, and that was Jan, Eve Plum. Uh, she was oh. not a pleasant person. Um, has the cast aged well? Are they all friends? You know, I think their relationship is very much like uh, you would imagine a group of siblings who've spent 50 years, you know, being uh kind of they haven't been allowed to grow up we even still refer to them as the brady kids yeah. because that's you know who they'll be in in our minds uh i i think they sometimes get along they sometimes don't get along uh certain people get along better with each other than others and so i i think it is very much like a real sibling situation and you know there are so many former kid stars and we've heard all these these horror stories about a lot of them but i think the brady bunch cast is is very unique in that um, they've you know been living with these characters. People won't let them not live with these characters for fifty years, right? And uh, it's still, as you said, it's still very popular, and and so uh, they they haven't really gotten to to put this behind or behind them. And I think at this point, though, they've finally learned to kind of embrace it. And um, you know, I think they've they've all had their issues with it. They've all wanted to leave it behind at various points and go on with their careers. Uh, but I think, again, they kind of see how people feel about it. And uh, this HGTV series really 
gave them a chance to revisit it and see how fans feel about it. And I think they've finally just learned to embrace it at this point. The way we all became the Brady Bunch is a book. Hang on for a second. We come back. Anybody has any Brady Bunch questions, I want them to be able to ask. But other TV questions as well, because Kim is the TV guru. You know? She is. I mean, that's the deal. Yes. 312-981-7200. Text or phone calls are welcome. you have any Brady Bunch questions, time now to chime in with them. Was there anything about the Brady Bunch that surprised you, knowing the show the way you did as you did the research and wrote the book? The, well, the thing that, that most surprised me uh, is the reason that I first had the idea for writing the book, which is that the show, um, again, we think of it as being this massively successful show. 50 years later, we're still talking about it, still watching it, but it actually never did well ratings-wise. It never finished a season higher than number 31 in the ratings. I didn't know that. Um Right. I mean, it's so that's it still kind of surprises me, still kind of blows my mind, because, again, it's such an enduring show in not just in TV, but in all through pop culture. It's uh, popped up in so many other places and in pop culture and certainly has its its big place in TV history. Um, So, I, yeah, it is. It's it just it didn't do well. It was it's kind of an average show and canceled after five seasons. Um, but obviously has had a huge, huge impact. Uh, TV questions are coming in. Let's start with whiny staff questions. Dave, your question is about what? Well, I what? You know, this last comment just kind of, uh, perked up my memory a little bit or my curiosity rather about why it didn't do well in ratings. What was it up against? Kim, do you happen to know offhand? I don't remember offhand what it was up against. Um, it, it definitely was up against uh, some some big hits, but it was also part of a lineup that included the Partridge Family and the Odd Couple, uh, Love American yeah. Style. So it was kind of the first TGIF lineup, although they, they of course weren't calling it that, but it was ABC on a Friday night. Um, so it was a pretty hefty lineup there, but you know, it was very much aimed at kids. It was very obviously family friendly. Um, and a lot of people, critics hated it. Um, but you know, it had that core fan base and, and people were happy that, that there was a show that they could watch with the whole family. So, um, it had decent, you know, it, it had a, enough of a fan base to keep it going for a few years, but just, uh, ABC wanted to move in a different direction and, um, they kind of got rid of that whole lineup after just a few seasons. All right. So Dave also wanted to know about the Kaminsky method. Well, is there a season three coming? I think there is a season three coming. And that's, that's what, you know, every show is kind of under the radar at this point, other than a handful, just because there are so many shows now on so many streaming networks and so many cable networks and so many broadcast networks. It's just impossible to keep track at this point, but that is a great show that, um, I think is is finally going to get a little bit of attention. With it has some awards nominations, some Golden Globes nominations. Um, so I think, yeah, we'll definitely see a new season. Uh, Steve Grzanich. Yes, uh, I had heard. Uh, I don't know where I heard this at, but maybe you know if it's true or not. That Lost in Space, the new season of Lost in Space on Netflix, is coming in around Christmas time. You know, they keep uh, hinting about the next Lost in Space. But, yes, I do know that we're getting another season of that. What is Another bl- show that flies under the radar, I think. Um, one of the listeners wants to know about Bless This Mess. Oh, my gosh, I watched that. 
<laughs> the Fox series. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are finding that right now it, because there are a lot of reruns and uh, people are overwhelmed by the number of TV shows out there. Um, I think that's growing a little fan base. It's hilarious, actually. And and Kim, like I, I watch regular TV, ABC. I, I, am I like the only person in the world that still no, watches I still this do. stuff? So I, I picked a couple <laughs> sitcoms I was going to watch. I watched that Carol's Second Act with mm-hmm. Patricia Heaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love good. it. I watched Bless This Mess, and I watched that Perfect Harmony. Do you think any of these are going to survive? I think definitely. You know, I think everybody thinks that no one's watching uh, broadcast network anymore. And honestly, it's kind of the best place for comedies right now. I also love The Unicorn on CBS. Um, You know, obviously Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. I think people are watching a lot of the newer shows. Yeah, because my Um, family is gone. I mean, this is the last season, right? Exactly. That one's leaving. But there's still the Goldbergs. There's still a lot of, of again, I always think of the networks, uh, the broadcast networks as being the go-to place for comedy still. So, yeah, I, you're not alone at all. And I think also people, again, are just overwhelmed by the sheer number of cable shows and Netflix shows and Hulu shows and Disney Plus and Apple Plus. Um, you know, it's kind of overwhelming. You know that there are these great things that people say are great and that they're talking about, but uh, it's just overwhelming to try to figure out which ones you should watch sometimes. Joe, what were you talking about, Super Joe? The Bodyguard? Uh, yeah, Bodyguard and uh, Peaky Blinders. Ooh, Bodyguard is so great. Such an intense uh, uh, binge watch there. Um, and Pete. Peaky blinders, blinders. You got to quit drinking um, in the morning, Kim. Peaky blinders. I know. I can't. Can't even talk this morning. Um, yeah, both great shows. And again, I think a lot of people are probably have probably never heard of some of these shows because there's just so much to watch now. By the way, Peaky Blinders' tip from the audience is watch it with the uh, closed captions on. So you can oh. uh, follow it along while you're trying to learn the English that you thought you knew because the accents are so thick. <laughs> uh, last question. The Two Popes on Netflix soon? Yes, very soon. Uh, kind of, we have dueling Pope shows now with cable and, <laughs> and the streaming services. But uh, yes, coming back very soon. I like the idea of dueling Pope shows. Uh, the two the two Popes in theaters uh, here and there to get some Oscar consideration. And then it is on Netflix, and I can't wait to see that. It looks fantastic. Uh, Kim, really congratulations does. on the book, The Way We All Became the Brady Bunch. <clears throat> get it wherever books are sold. Get two copies. You're careless. You'll lose one. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Steve. Thank you all so much. Thank you for being on. And we're back with the news in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom next. Time now for a man named Dean. Dean who? Dean Richards. That's me. Live from Channel 9. Well, it I, seems weird without the music. It does. It? it does seem weird without the music. It seems abrupt. Hmm. I do have some music to tell you about today. You do? Yeah. What kind? Uh, Christmas music. Holiday music. Would you this would, be the chipmunk song? This would be well. The story is about the Mar- Mariah. This would be about the Mariah Carey song. All I want for Christmas is you. Played it when I was a disc jockey for the first time, Steve. Since this song has been out, mm-hmm. it finally hit the number one spot on the Billboard charts. It's never hit the number one spot 
all these years. Were and, they working at social media? How'd that happen? And this year, I don't know. I don't know. This year, it just... But up, but up, but up, but up. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Don't I sound like Mariah Carey? No. <laughs> More like Harry Carey. <laughs> Uh, so there's well, that, but it's a, it's a great song. The other, uh, the other part of the story is that the last time that a Christmas song hit the number one spot on the charts was back in 1958 with the song uh, by David Seville and the Chipmunks called the Chipmunk Song. Oh, sure, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that's not the song. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, well, that's exciting for Mariah Carey because I read a statistic that she's made sixty million dollars in royalties off that song in the last twenty-five years. Yeah, she's done pretty well, pretty darn good. You want me to sing the second verse? Or are you good? I was hoping we might hear a little of clips of the two songs, but 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 do you have them, Super Joe? I guess I, I shouldn't be singing. Uh, Super Joe, let me know if you have those two songs. We could also play them when we come back. I sent them links to both. No, oh, okay. It's uh, Mariah Carey and uh, also the Chipmunks. The chipmunks. All right. You now, know what? Steve, I don't know if you know this. This is very Casey Kasem-like uh, of me, but uh, those were actual chipmunks, real chipmunks that sang in that song. And talked? They Well, they did talk. There's a talking portion wow. of the song. But uh, if you think it's easy to get actual chipmunks to learn lyrics, show up at the studio on time, sober... Uh, to do a recording of the song. That's saying something. Well, and they're cute, but they're smelly little rodents. Yeah. Oh, here come the chipmunks now. Yeah. All right, you chipmunks. Mm-hmm. Ready to Remember, sing your song? Actual, actual, actual yeah, chipmunks. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. 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 Alvin! Okay. <laughs> Hit the number one spot on the charts. Remember how cool we thought this was? Fantastic. All right, when we come back, John Boyega. Actual chipmunk singing. John Boyega talks about stealing stuff from the Star Wars set. On a little training wheel in their cage, just singing their hearts out. Clearly, and for nothing. Gary Sinise, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, all that and more. Oh, and by the way... I've have, I've screwed up my plug for New Year's Eve. Hmm, what do you mean? Turns out it's rousecenter.org. R-A-U-E-Center.org, not com. So go to rousecenter.org if you want tickets for the 1 o'clock show. That's an early show. We're doing a matinee, and then we're doing a 7 o'clock show. Oh, that's nice. It's a day-night doubleheader. Nineteen ninety four, right? How about that. Nineteen ninety four. I was doing the morning show on FM one hundred. Yeah, man, FM one hundred. point three FM one hundred WPNT Chicago. Yeah, Steve in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know who my producer was Todd Manley. Really? Guy that ran this radio station. So good guy. And my intern was Jimmy DeCastro. <laughs> was, was he really? No, not quite. He owned half of Chicago then, didn't I he? I believe he did. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Mariah Carey, number one, 25 First time ever. Later. First time ever it hits top of the charts. Keep Crazy. your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate that. All right, John Boyega's a thief. John Boyega uh, turns out, like many of the cast members in Star Wars, uh, they had uh, sticky fingers. 
Uh, The uh, world premiere of Star Wars took place at the famous Chinese theater in Hollywood last night. Uh, All the actors were there. All the characters were there. It was a huge, big deal. I caution you, if you're going to be on social media today, a lot of people are posting uh, reactions and reviews, and there are tons of spoilers that are all over social media. So if you want to uh, go in to see Star Wars with a clean slate, you may want to avoid that. I'm going to see it this afternoon. I'm going to review it spoiler-free on Thursday morning. So and R2-D2 finally gets into treatment? I mean, that's not a spoiler, right? It's a, it's a, a different kind of story. He uh, hooks up with uh, Woody Allen, <laughs> and they walk the streets of New York City yelling at cars in the street. And you know why? Because the heart wants what it wants. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, so what did John Boyega steal? Well, he, uh, I, you know, I talked to them while I was in Los Angeles last week and sat down with the cast one-on-one. And uh, this is what he told me. When the filming's done and, you know, it's all, you're, you're going home. If it was me, I would, like, steal as much stuff as I possibly could. Mm. Uh, do you take souvenirs? From no, unless you're legit. I heard that the driver needs to steal stuff. Daisy had to steal stuff. Yeah. They're not legit. Yeah. You have to be legit. See, I got all my stuff. Kathy Kennedy ordained. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered. Like, what's your favorite? Is, is my it- big rifle. Like, the... Mm. The big gun, like the uh, the FN two one eight seven. Wow, yeah, that's that's my the best thing I got from that set. That's impressive. Yeah, and the gun's not even called that, but I just made but it. That's what you're. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I would have my pockets filled with. It. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I mean I, I, that would be me. I, I can't lie. There was some stuff on set where I was kind of like, <laughs> you had your eye on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me just hold that. So he, you know, he legit uh, stole his rifle from you know, the the from his scenes. But, you know, he's uh, like taking stuff. Wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're ever going to be back. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen with another movie. Right. Um, I, you know, I'd steal some I'm of my castmates. I'm taking everything. I'm right. taking ashtrays, pens, <laughs> paper clips. I would, too, but I generally steal stuff from everywhere I'm at. Yeah, that's true. You are you are light fingered that way. Now, I did this as well on Grumpy Old Men. Yeah. When I played the weatherman, I stole Jack Lemon. I had Jack Lemon at my house for about six months. Finally had to send him back. That's a good souvenir. <laughs> you couldn't get any money for him on eBay. Was there eBay at the time? I don't even know if they nope. had. There nope. was no eBay. That was 1992. So, so Steve's going, what am I going to do with the Jack Lemon? He's like, delightful. What a go. delightful guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> that would be me. Uh, Gary Sinise in the news. This is one of the nicest stories I've had in a long time. Uh, last couple of days, Gary Sinise Foundation has been taking families of Gold Star family, Gold Star family members to Walt Disney World in Florida. These are uh, families and children of fallen soldiers, and uh, they get to spend like a week in Walt Disney World, all expenses paid. Nice. All paid by the Gary Sinise uh, Foundation. That's really cool. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. He is one of the most... I mean, a lot of stars lend their names, uh, donate money. They do a lot of nice things. Gary Sinise is 24-7, 365 days a year, constantly working with veterans. 100%. Nobody is more dedicated than he is. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And you know what's funny about Gary Sinise when you first meet him? And he's very nice to everybody, and he's nice to fans as well. But he doesn't have the open face. He's not the kind of guy where you walk up to and you go, wow, is he excited to see me. He couldn't be nicer. He's just got a bit of a quirky personality that way. You know what? He's a little shy. He is. He is. He is shy. He's a little bit shy. Yeah. And if you're nice, if you nicely ask for a picture or an autograph, whatever, or to go home with him, 
um, you know, he'll he'll uh, he'll 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 take care of you. Yeah, he he couldn't be a nicer guy. But like uh, like a lot of uh, entertainers that I have found, they are a little uncomfortable in their own skins. Yep, that's why they like portraying somebody else. That's the way I am. Yep. This whole thing I'm doing on the radio is just a character. Steve. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston hooking up for Christmas. This is uh, kind of interesting. That's not exactly right. But what? Uh, what? She, uh, Jennifer Aniston had a big uh, Christmas party. Uh, where they slept together. Over the weekend. That's not exactly true. Oh, either. okay. Um, and, uh, oh, Steve, it was a great party. I'm you so- slept with Phoebe? I'm sorry that you didn't make it. Uh, no, I did not. Party. I assume you were invited. I was invited, and I said no, like I always do. Yeah. Uh, Steve just likes to be invited, right. but uh, who was first at the party, according to People Magazine? Brad Pitt at, at Jennifer Aniston's party. Who was one of the last to leave? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. You think they're? Uh, you know, you think it's one of those uh, first love, always in love kind of things, and they're going to end up together? Wouldn't that be swell? I'm j- just happy to see that they're that they get along, that yeah. they that they don't hate each other. Yeah, it's nice. I, th- I think it's nice that they're they're friends. Maybe there's more. Uh, to it, maybe there's not. Uh, doesn't matter. They're, they're they can get along and speak to each other. Yeah. And is there really going to be a friends reunion? <laughs> I'm sure that came up a lot at the party. Because you know that Thanksgiving episode that Brad Pitt was in was one of the good ones. That's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Um, well, it'd be nice if they got back together in their old age. Not not the friends cast necessarily. I'm talking about uh, Brad Pitt and uh, and Jennifer Aniston. I just want people to be happy, Steve. That's I'm the all, same way. That's you all. Just I think she want to be stepchild, stepmom to six kids. Jennifer. Oh, ooh, that's true. I doubt it. I, I don't see it happening. That could be uncomfortable at some high school graduations. Yeah. Getting Angelina and Jennifer <laughs> no, both there at the same time. I don't think that's going to happen. Jennifer has to swing by and pick up the kids because Brad's not available, and Angelina kills her. <laughs> But Brad does seem a little bored. Maybe that's why I was at the party so long. So long. Brad seems like a different person to me lately. Mm-hmm. Like he's uh, kind of cleaned up his life. He's reprioritized things in in his life. He seems uh, like he's grown up. He seems like he's grown up. Our little Brad. Our little Brad has has grown up. He's all grown up. You know, uh, we have one other item that we need to cover. Yes, sir. And that is the end of CLTV. Yeah. Um, CLTV started in 1993. Yep. And uh, has has birthed uh, many a Chicago TV person, um, including uh, a couple Paul, that work at Channel Nine. Paul Conrad. Got yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, like legitimate talent, Legit- legitimate news people, <laughs> like Bren, uh, Ben Bradley. Yeah, and his, and Bryn Bryn Bradley is Bryn, well. Bryn Bradley, his brother, <laughs> brother Bryn Bradley. Uh, was many, 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 many. Dina Bear uh, mm-hmm. got her start on CLTV. Lots of people did when it was launched as uh, Chicago's first 24-hour news channel. But, you know, from when it started uh, two decades plus ago, the whole news, you know, the, the way we watch news now, everything has changed. Everything's changed, Dean. Everything, everything has changed. People you get their news 24 hours a day on their phones. So... Um, you know, they've decided to uh, reprioritize, and uh, CLTV will be ending at the end of the year, and uh, hopefully uh, everyone will can be absorbed into other programs that we're doing here on WGN. I'd like to see Antenna TV on CLTV. You take Antenna TV, you put it on CLTV, and now you get yourself a local outlet, and you don't have to worry about just being a Comcast subscriber. Huh? How about that for a solution? 
Well, you're going to have to talk to people above my pay grade with that sort of thing. Well, the people in charge of that don't talk to me. <laughs> if uh, if clowns are not involved, I really don't know anything about What about a 24-hour clown channel? Oh, now we're talking. Mm-hmm. You, you show me any station that's got one of those. I right. that's an idea worth having. Clown TV. CTV. Forget about the L. CTV. Really? really, CLTV still works? Yeah, you could keep the logo. Oh, yeah. CLTV. Clown TV. Clown TV still works. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're we're thinkers. Not that smart, but we're thinkers. Thank goodness no one pays attention to us. All right. We'll uh, be back uh, tomorrow with more of this exciting uh, feature. My favorite feature on the show. I will be, too. And uh, drive carefully, dude. You, too, Steve. Okay, bye. We're back with the headlines next on 720 WGN. So, Dave, this is when we were going to do the Christmas card by phone feature. Yes. Because, as you know, I, I'm very busy this time yeah, of year. You don't have time to send out cards. Cards. Card, you know what I like to say? Cards, schmards. <laughs> uh, and uh, the scheduled guest today for Christmas card by phone is uh, my old friend and yours, Mark Gian Greco. Oh, very good. Unfortunately, he's not answering his phone. Oh, well, that's a problem. <laughs> he won't get your card, then. This is very early. You know, it's very early. Um, so I suppose we could call and leave him a message. So no luck at all? Got nothing? Super Joe, can we dial him up and we just leave him a message? <clears throat> uh, yeah, we can try that. All right, let's do that. Because um, he doesn't give his number up on the voicemail, does he? Yeah, that would be good. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> the number's <laughs> on the voicemail. So that's not going to be any good. All right, so we're going to have to reschedule. All right, I can okay. just punch it up after the number goes on. Okay, do that. All right, we're going to dial him up, and we're going to leave him a message. And everybody on the show can chime in. Mary, Steve, get ready. We're leaving a message for Mark Greco. Um whenever uh, we get through this little uh, technical uh, piece of the equation. So... Now, you're probably saying, Steve, wouldn't it have been easier if he answered the phone? Yes. Yes, it would have. But you never know. I mean, he's up late doing TV. Right, right. I mean, this hour of the day. Could reschedule it for tomorrow. Okay, so here we go. Right now, he's uh, listening. Super Joe's listening to the uh, phone number that we can't give up. Is not available. Here we go. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Mark, it's Steve Cochran from the Steve Cochran Show. We've met. It's also, uh, say hi. Uh, Dave Edit, Sports director of WGN. You know, sports legend in town, much like yourself, Mark. Uh, We also have our newsroom here. Uh, Steve Grisanich, Mark. We've never met, but I've always appreciated your work. Merry Christmas. And, of course, in traffic, the legendary, beautiful, talented W. Mayor. Everything's true. Hi, it's Mary. (laughs) It's Mary Vandeville. Yes. And uh, Lady Vivian and Super Joe are in the other room. Uh, the reason hello. the reason we're calling to leave you a message is because you weren't available at the pre-scheduled time to be on the phone to accept the Christmas greeting. So instead, we have to leave you a message, a Christmas greeting, this way. So I love you, buddy. Merry Christmas. Congratulations on your latest contract. You're still fooling them. And uh, nothing but continued success and good luck. I was hoping to talk to you about the current sports scene in Chicago. Have you and Dave share ideas? But unfortunately, we can't do that because you're still in your your SpongeBob SquarePants footy pajamas uh, snoozing away. So um, don't don't expect a card because Steve's not sending that. I'm not sending cards. This is it. Merry Christmas to the entire Gian Greco extended family.
Merry Christmas, Mark. Merry and everybody Christmas. there at uh, Channel 7 as Merry well. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And happy birthday, Abigail. Oh, wait, that's nothing to do with this. I'm sorry. <laughs> just a one-trick pony. Love you, buddy. See you. That's uh, Mark Gene. Do you think he'll really listen to it? <laughs> I think he'll listen to the entire thing, and I think he'll feel very guilty, and I think he'll call me like three times a day to, to, today and apologize. You think? I think it beeped out early. It's generally the way he it works. I think it ran. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that. I think that message was way too long. His box was full. You think all he got was, hey, it's... Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. They clicked. Yeah. Yeah. So is he doing the New Year's Eve show again uh, on Channel 7? Yeah, he's probably year? sleeping in for that. Right. That thing, I'm telling you, that is some funny watching right there. Yeah. yeah. That's some good stuff with Janet Davies, Mark Jean Greco. Remember it's a couple years funny. ago when he thought it would be funny if you licked her cheek? Right. <laughs> that didn't work out Because so well. it, it appears that they have been drinking beverages during Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. He and Janet Davies are like uh, brother and sister forever. Uh, it's 8.43. Let's get the weather update from Steve. Still to come, Zach Smith, Breakfast with the Blackhawk before 9, and John Williams. Just out of Zach Smith, I, uh, we took Abigail to see Beauty and the Beast at the uh, Paramount Theater, the beautiful Paramount Theater in Aurora. Mm-hmm. And I have tickets to give away now. The reason I bring up Abigail is because I always bring up Abigail, and today is her fourth birthday. Happy birthday, Squirt. And we sang happy birthday to her. And she didn't want us to. No. And we did it anyway. Um, but I'm saying, if you have a child as young as four... There's a couple parts that are a little dark, might be a tad scary, but uh, the child will comfort you. Um, And uh, we have a pair of tickets for Beauty and the Beast right now. What do you want to do, Super Joe? Seventh caller work for you? It certainly does. Seventh caller wins these Beauty and the Beast tickets now, and thanks to everybody out at the beautiful Paramount Theater in Aurora. Yesterday, a big party there with the Blackhawks, and Zach Smith joins us. I didn't see you yesterday, Zach, but I was there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I missed you there, Steve. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was serving. Yeah. Thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, listen, we got a nice thing happen on Sunday night. As opposed to a disappointing week, a very solid win over a very good Minnesota Wild team. I assume that felt different. Yeah, that was uh, that was a much-needed win. It was a tough road trip for us. So it's it nice to come back home and, and get two points because it was a little... Uh, you know, it was a little disheartening trip, to say the least. Zach, how do you guys look at where you are now? From uh, Do you pay much attention to where you sit in the standings and also what lies ahead on the schedule for you, especially with Colorado coming in here tomorrow? Yeah, I think, you know, everyone says they try not to look at the standings, but, you know, it's inevitable. you gotta, you got to kind of have a, a marker of where you need to be and, um we're not there yet, but, um, you know, luckily it's it's a pretty tight division right now. And, you know, if we get on a little roll here, we can get right back in the mix. We were talking to somebody yesterday about the fact that there's only a few of the older guys who experience these three cups. And a lot of guys, Zach just came over from Ottawa, and a lot of these guys are new to this team. Now, yet, look, the organization is great, Zach. I know you've experienced that from the great party yesterday, but all the things they do for the players but you haven't had a chance to taste what it feels like to win a cup in Chicago. Is that hunger on the team? Does the team get how big a deal that is? Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, that was that was the talk right from camp, and you know, any I know new for me personally when I got traded um, this summer, that was my first thought: is you know, I'll have a legit uh, opportunity to to make a run for the cup, and that's still our mindset here. But um, so. You can imagine how disappointed we are in, in the start, but we're still pretty confident in this room. And, you know, we've, we've seen or we've shown that we can be a little streaky if 
you know, if we start playing with confidence and, and get on a little roll. So, you know, we're, we're still confident that we're, you know, we still have to play our best hockey yet. And, um, you know, like I said before, with, with a little roll, we can, we can get ourselves right back in the mix and in our division and hopefully find a way into a playoff spot here. You had spent your whole career with Ottawa prior to this season. What's the adjustment been like for you coming to the Blackhawks? Um, I think I was, I was a little naive to to think it wouldn't be that much of an adjustment. Um, you know, I was 10 years with the organization in, in Ottawa, and, um, you know, I thought it would just be a new city, but there's a lot, of, a lot to get used to. Um, you know, you have to get to know all the guys and um, coaching staff, the new system. So it's, it was, uh, it was a bit of a change, but it's, you know, coming to Chicago, which is, you know, probably one of, if not the best organizations to play for it. It made it, uh, you know, in the end, it was an easier transition. And I feel like finally I'm, you know, I'm a little more comfortable on the ice and, uh, around the room. I got to know all the guys and, and what the coaches want from me. So, um, you know, feeling a lot more, uh, settled in over the past couple of weeks. How about Brittany and your family? Uh, they're doing good. Wife's, um, she's getting pretty big here. We're, we're expecting another, another baby in January, start of January here. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. We have, we have, uh, one daughter right now. She's about a year and a half. And, um, so we're just kind of getting, uh, getting all set up for that and, you know, getting the family in and enjoy a little Christmas here before it all, <laughs> the havoc uh, for the wild. Yeah, exactly. The, the good news is the second one is easier than the first. The first, you're afraid you're going to break them. The second one, yeah. you know, you'll be getting dressed for uh, work, you know, to go downtown. Uh, you'll be doing something else with the other kid. You'll have one kid under the arm while you're diapering the other. It's It, it does get easier. Yeah, you learn on the go, I guess. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's when you pick up the yeah. pacifier and just... Put it back in their mouth. And right, spit on the floor. Right, yeah. yeah. Or you pick it up. Spit on the floor. You pick it up. You lick it. And then you shove mm-hmm. it in your kid's mouth. Uh, yeah, you get used to it. You get used to it. So yeah. it's, it's uh, it happens pretty quickly. I heard the squirt there in the background. You said she's a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, she, Ray. Ray. Yeah. And I assume you love yeah. being a, love being a dad. Yeah, it's been uh, been a pretty crazy year and a half, but. Um, you know, really enjoying it. The family loves it here in Chicago. Um, you know, there's so much for so much for my wife and, you know, the baby to do in town and just a lot of resources. So they're loving it so far. Um, you know, just getting getting a little one ready for daycare right now. So yeah. and she's, a little, uh, little time. <laughs> and she's doing her real work. You're out there playing hockey. Uh, yeah. All right. She carries the load here. <laughs> All right, so you're a winger. There's a guy named Patrick Kane on your team who's a winger as well. Uh, can you believe the zone he's been in all season? I mean, he just looks like every night he could score a hat trick. Yeah, it's you know what? When I was in Ottawa, we only got to to play Chicago twice a year. So, um, you know, over a few years, you get you get a good idea, you know, watching players. But playing with them, it's just it's something else to see what he does on the ice and. Basically, how much respect he gets from the players when he gets the puck because he, you know, he gets more room because he's going to put the puck through your feet. He's going to go around you. He's going to make a pretty, you know, pretty amazing play. So he's a guy that that gets a lot of respect. And when he does that too, he 
at times he can do a lot of damage to the other team, especially on, you know, if he's set up on the half wall and the, on the power play, stuff like that. So it's it's been, uh, you know, pretty cool to play on the same team with him, watching him play. Well, you got two games with uh, Colorado coming up this week. Uh, you play them twice right after Thanksgiving. It did not go well. I, I'm sure that's on the minds of the Blackhawks players going into this. But but just give us a quick scouting report on what to expect in these games against the Avalanche. Uh, well, they're they're a really good team. I think they're very underrated, um, you know, and fast too. Like they're probably one of the fastest playing teams. Um, you know, you got guys like McKinnon leading the charge. It's uh, it's important to be aware who's on the ice, and um, you know, you talk about Kane, how he's on, you know, kind of feeling it this year, and I think uh, McKinnon's in the in the same boat too. He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink on that team, and um, guys kind of follow suit. So it's we got our work cut out for it. We've had we've had some uh, tough games against them so far, so um, you know, it's a good. Good test for us. Good opportunity to, um, you know, hopefully take four points of uh, you know, a conference team. Got to get them both, man. Got to get them both. But yeah. you know the cliche: you can only get one at a time. So <laughs> let's start with two tomorrow night, and it's an early game, Dave. It is seven o'clock tomorrow night at the United Center, and then uh, at first a back-to-back games too, because then they go to Winnipeg, and then they go to Colorado on Saturday. So busy couple of days. Yep, definitely a busy week. Well, Zach, stay healthy. God bless you with the new baby coming. Uh, our best of Brittany as well, and Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go. Thank you. Zach Smith from your Chicago Blackhawks, and we're back with John Williams in the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom as well when we come back. All right, John Williams show about to happen, and, uh, I, you know, Dave, I don't know if you noticed, but we had a, what, a two- or three-year run with CLTV. And a then, good run, too, I yes, might add. Yeah, we had good ratings and all that, and then we were talking about possibly extending it to the 8 o'clock hour, so CLTV would broadcast from 8 to 10. I've got the hi John Williams here. I've got the nine to ten o'clock hour now. The CLTV hour, the coveted CLTV hour. And uh, yesterday, CLTV announced it was shutting down. Uh, any coincidence there, John? That you've been on for two weeks and they're canceling? I don't wear makeup. Do you wear makeup? <laughs> Do you wear makeup all the time, twenty four seven? Yeah, I'm wearing something called Age Me uh, to make me look even older than I am. <laughs> Um, wrinkle create you know all kidding aside and a lot of people are but a lot of people also feel that's a shame and i'm sorry i agree that it's a lot of great journalists if the if the dynamics of that business weren't working out i'm sorry to hear that because a lot of good journalists in this town came from that place so it is what it is unfortunately in this current world we live in and with that deep thought john's here with his show what are you doing you know how you were talking about amazon and people stealing packages a guy invented a device you put this on the front of your house people won't do that anymore we're going to talk to him after the news. I mentioned spraying the packages with deer urine. That's not it? It's not it. Oh, okay. See you tomorrow.